What's what's in this? Uh, what's what, in this? Lemon and mint. Yeah, just fresh lemon and mint. Like what? when you go to like a restaurant, can you order for this? What do you say? You have to bring me along, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be there. Would you put Bro. honey or sugar? Honey. Okay. Like, do you also not drink sugar? You also not part, consume sugar? I prefer honey, <laughs> but I can consume uh, sugar. But prefer I prefer not to. Eh? Yeah. Is it a thing in of tea. like maintaining your voice? Not just in life in general. <laughs> no, I heard about I heard about um how it also causes like phlegm and whatnot. Mm. So it's like yeah. Mm. I try to reduce it, but then I still eat sweets at the same time, like cupcakes, like chocolate yeah, milk. Yeah, man, I ate a lot of chocolate as well. Dude. But it's because I saw a doctor saying chocolate was healthy. No, dark chocolate is dark healthy. Dark chocolate. This other well, shit is, is not different. Yeah. Dark chocolate. Like may yeah. just be buying Cadbury. Dark chocolate is like sixty <laughs> percent like cocoa exactly. and above. It's so like you know they talk about cocaine and they're the, like, is it pure? Range. Yeah. So like really pure chocolate, that's yeah. what's really good for you. But most chocolate you find on the market is only like twenty percent, ten percent, fifteen percent. So Cadbury is, is, is where exactly yeah. vibes, vibes like thirty percent. milk chocolate. Yeah. So what, what chocolate do you guys buy? That's milk chocolate. Oh, I don't care. So I still chocolate. buy like, Me too. A chocolate that I. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not eating chocolate eat. for health. But I prefer dark chocolate. <laughs> but then like still. Like, it's not what's, what's, what's the dark chocolate? Like you actually brand? like it yeah. that I can buy because I want to buy that healthy chocolate. Man, there's some Ugandan chocolates actually. There's Equator chocolates really yeah. good. Latitude chocolates really good. And they have dark chocolates that are, that they are like trying to price at low price points. I'm starting a cooking show by the way, bro. Yeah. Let me give you the concept, right? Real <laughs> yeah. quick, huh? The program yeah. is called Make It Chocolate. The whole idea is we're oh, gonna yeah, take like me. things that you're familiar yeah. with and that you kind of already know and incorporate chocolate in like unpredictable ways. We're talking chocolate samosas, bro. We're talking chocolate. What? Nice. Chocolate Yo, kawala actually, gala, you know? That would actually be nice. There's chocolate like samosas. a mashup, eh? You know when I was in high school, eh? You know, you know the tip right now, the that does roll? Yeah. Because he's dead. It came with the tip. Did tip vibe ever come to your school? Tip vibe? Yeah. Like high school kandanke. Tip vibe? I don't know. I don't remember anyway. Uh, it was a thing on Daily Monitor. Monster. Oh, it's a program. Oh, yeah, Team, like like team Nation as if, eh? but... Yeah, I think it was... <laughs> so there were yeah, the guys who did the pull-outs in the yeah, middle of the Yeah, but they used to do concerts in high school. So Latif's dad would, would come and they'd do like some tailoring thing. That guy would make like a dress on stage. Oh, like damn. three minutes. That's his show. Yeah. That's his set. So you'd, you'd have like a, a performance like a musician, but yeah. you make outfits, guys come and wear them. Now Latif does oh, the same no, thing right now. I've seen him a bunch of times before. Yeah. Man, it's crazy, it's crazy. So man, I was thinking, eh, if there's like really like some lit chef, yeah, you could cook up something on stage, eh? Yeah, like, five minutes. Yeah, man, five minutes. Yeah, and guys like eat it, and the guys at the club, guys having fun. So I am the not there yet. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> I am not there yet. And also, my whole thing is supposed like the thing that I want to do is also a thing of like just seeing no no more people cooking. You know what I mean? Fucking it up sometimes, getting it wrong, getting it right. Yeah. I feel like man, most people watch cooking stuff don't know how to cook that well. And sometimes there's something nice about watching someone who's good at cooking, like an yeah. athlete. You know I what I mean? Actually, people watch cooking game. stuff for guys who know how to also, cook. But it's also nice. Nah, nah, nah. I've been thinking people know how to cook. And they, yeah. I think it's everyone. Like both those yeah. who know and those who don't know. Do you know how my theory is? It's, it's a bit of <laughs> both. Do you know, you guys, I also have a theory that's like the people who go to bars most are like bar owners. You dig it? Eh? It's sort of the same thing for people who watch cooking shows are like people who cook. Because, eh? Guys are always trying to see like what's the new thing I can incorporate into my shit. So you feel like, like you're gonna to go to a night at a bar, it's going to be packed, and you're like, man, half of these guys are just from other bars trying to figure out what's going what? on. What a hundred percent of the time, bro. My thing is I can't I, I can't like, fight you on that too much because you actually run a bar. You dig it? Not not that not that not that I run a bar, but yeah. every time something is lit, you're gonna see a whole lot of bar owners in mm-hmm. the place. It's not like they're predominantly who are there. Right. But if there's something that's lit, you're always gonna see a whole lot of them there. Do you know what that reminds you me dig? of, bro? Yeah. 
on my socials, every time I like release stuff or whatever, when I start like figuring out what my audience is, eh? yeah. so these niggas are musicians, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. at music shows, yeah. there's too like, many musicians. Yeah, most of the following and whatever. Is, it's, it's, it's colleagues, like, bro. Oh, it's just people in the parts. creative industry, like artists, yeah, you know, yeah. what, but like yeah. actual artists, painters, what. Right. Graphic designers. And the part of me that's like, ah, man, that's Producers, cool. DJs. But wow. also, I'm like, I don't know if the impact is. I don't know if the impact is impacting until yeah. it's like hey, people who exactly. are not in the industry. You guys, guys want to stay ahead of competition. You, you want to tell you guys, okay, though, <laughs> I need to outdo this. Yeah. Or, I they fucked it up. I'm good. Yeah. You know? But also, I'll tell you another thing. A very real thing that I've noticed, right? Yeah. Is there's a very almost transactional way that people in our like industry and scene deal with things like online comms and like how we run like our social media right yeah and you'll see someone for example before they put out a release right they'll be very actively supporting everyone else's release you know what i mean very vocal yeah. very active on it very whatever yeah. and it builds that social capital and that goodwill so that man even you when you drop your thing eh? we'll be there you know we'll what i mean yeah. like with all the goodwill and all the whatever and i think it's cool because man we're still in a place right now where we're not mainstream mainstream us guys in our scene, bro. But we are like we're mainstream. The, we're mainstream. The, you know what I mean? Baraka said. Baraka told me that day that we're yeah. mainstream. So man, that's I'm running with it. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I got this. Again. Yeah. I got this one time. Uh, this was actually Nemesis. Okay, mm. I said, bro. I think there is no. There's you can you should never consider yourself an upcoming musician because the mentality is you treat every opportunity as I'm just trying. Right? Yeah, bro. Even when so you're it really takes, it uh, maybe, maybe for him, bro. No, no, no. It, <laughs> no, no, for real. no, but I, I sit there. The idea, yeah. the idea here is that if you think. I'm like, if you think you're up and coming, maybe you're more hungry than someone who. You know what I mean? You no, can also see the, the other idea way. Up, if you think you're right, maybe you become never complacent. Die, you know what I mean? You By the way, the other reason why I don't fuck with that, the other reason I don't fuck with the whole up and coming idea is people end up compromising on professionalism so many times. Yeah. If what it takes for you to be professional is you're going to ask for five mil to perform. Like, don't wait for like a hit song to do that. Start charging five mil to perform, give people five million worthy performance. You dig, eh? Yeah. And act like a five million worthy person. Yeah. Because, bro, you know what? Something yeah. I realize is like many times when guys are like getting management, right? And they're figuring yeah. out how to level up. A very big thing that guys are looking for in management is money, right? And yeah. it's financing. I mean, I never used to understand that thing because I was like, bro, rather get someone who's going to promote your shit, what, all that other stuff. Yeah. And I realized, no, this there's a very real, like, model right well like if you're an artist and you're a musician in this society right bro get a car you know what i mean wear some nice clothes get some bling maybe even get a nice house and these are real things that will come out of like the management's budget you know what i mean you'll have to pay them back later but in the meantime there is a very real value that comes from people even perceiving you yeah. as being at that point already you know what i mean yeah. or even yeah. you perceiving you and moving in that way it's it's all vibes bro you yeah, know what this, i mean it's a real no testimony show. of fake it till you make it 100 yeah, man it's all illusions yeah. and vibes until yeah it's real. Until and it's I, real. I don't even think it's faking it it's being it yeah you dig it because honestly like there's no show organizer who's gonna call you for a gig and they're talking directly to you mm. as the person mm. and everything is you you and you show up as you alone, yeah. you dig it and expect them and expect that you're going to charge them a certain figure. You dig. But then if like they contact you, you're like, man, I have a procedure I work under. You talk to this person. There's a structure. Talk to this you guy. You understand? There's yeah. a structure. And then they'll organize. They'll tell me what to do. Give yeah. them a briefing. When, they, who, already know, who is involved. they already know they're not just paying you anymore. Yeah, you know man. I mean? you, con- you contact someone. someone. Mm. Yeah, bro. You contact someone and they're like, who is, who is, who is sponsoring this event? Yeah. 
Bro, what if it's like a like a pony event or something? You dig? Right. Eh? Most times guys just like, man, give me this money and they're coming. Yeah. But people are not asking the details. What's going on? Right. What do you need from me? What's the theme? What's the right. word? Let's send you some photos on email. You dig, yeah. 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 So I just feel like when you have that as a as an artist just from a starting phase and people mm. know that this guy is organized, they're required to give him the right information yeah. and behave the right way, these procedures I must follow. Yeah. You dig, I must pick up the guy, drop him off at the performance venue, give him where to sit, what Pick Have you heard you guys? If you think like, you're about booking anyone in this room, eh? yeah, five man. mil at least. <laughs> and then you start talking. <laughs> you dig? Yeah. So if you want, if you want the guy to do live, it's gonna come with the band, the backline, yeah. the performers, the instrumentalists, everything. You dig and you come with a very very exquisite performance. Yeah. But if you can deliver that at that level, there's no reason for anyone to say you're upcoming or you're faking it because you're you actually doing it at yeah. the same level as anyone else. And there's no proof other than just the doing of it. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like I think I think the whole upcoming thing gives yourself an unnecessary break when you're not exactly going to get that break from your peers in the industry. Like you should yeah, be you giving yourself unnecessary breaks at the start when realistically mm. you should be trying to prove that you are better than your peers right now. Mm. Yeah. So giving yourself the unnecessary break of saying, "Well, I'm up and coming." I don't know, man. Everything should be the main stage mm. from the beginning to the end. At all times. Yeah, all you should be giving a hundred on every stage. Yeah. And also, how long are you gonna say? Are you gonna say till you get a hit? What if it takes five years? Are you gonna say I'm up and coming for five years? Mm. You dig, eh? So it's ultimately like, when are you gonna pick yourself up and be like, I'm ready to actually take this shit on a hundred percent professionally? Yeah. On a day-to-day basis. I, I feel you on that level, man. Because I'm also like, I'm on a place where a lot of my own releases and stuff, eh? Yeah. There are times when I think, man, I think I do a bit too much for my releases, you know? Where I'm yeah. like, man, maybe I put out too much marketing beforehand or too much blah, 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 and all this other stuff. But then I'm like, man, you know what, eh? When I do finally have a position where I'm paying other people to create my visuals, to create all these other stuff, right? They already find like a structure where things are already being done yeah. at the highest level, you know? Yeah. It's like, like the guys who watch your things. You've been on... doing this shit, so there's, there's no reason you're telling me you can't. Do exactly, this shit, yeah, exactly. Because I was talking to someone recently, right, and they're telling me we're talking about this thing of management and whatnot, right? Yeah. And I have this conversation with Alima a lot, right, where you're just like, bro, you know what? I don't think I can do this shit by myself, right? There's so much that I have to do right now that I'm not the best at doing. The things I do well, I know I do well. There's so much other stuff I have to do for myself now that I'm not the best at doing, and. Often that conversation ends up with us just being like, man, you know what, eh? if someone comes through right now, right, and they say, I'm gonna put you on, I'm gonna mm. put you on, you're not, all you have to do is show up to the studio, sing your songs, everything else I got you, marketing, what, what, connect, promo, everything else I got you. I mean, that guy's taking like 80%. Mm. You know what I mean? Definitely. At yeah. least they're taking like 80% of whatever you make from them. It'll make your life easier, it'll make it faster, eh? But if they also disappear, eh? You also don't know what yeah. to do anymore. You don't know who to call, you don't know <laughs> who, you know what step. I mean? They're, they're everything, they're, the whole operation, you're just the packaging on, on top of it. But how are you do, dealing with those kinds of things, man? What's, if you don't mind me asking, what's your, like, infrastructure game like right now? Do you have management management? I do not have management management. Yeah. As such, you can have management, yeah. Like. Yeah, there's that management of like friendly management, should I say? Right. I know where they know will help me take bookings, right. you know, or right. you know, Shaban or something, but nothing, you know, solid saying that oh, we'd signed a contract, and yeah, yeah and um, 
but so far it's working it's working in its own way mm. i mean it's not as structured as actual management but it helps a lot because like you said you can't do everything alone that's yeah. impossible yeah so this is where the beauty of collaboration of networking comes right. in and pe- these people who also believe in you yeah. likewise so it's not like you're trying to insist and trying to get them please please do this for me right. no like they know what you have to offer and they're helping out yeah. so it's beautiful it feels like a very beautiful you know community oh, work. i mean yeah, i'm exactly yeah. it's all yeah it's like a little village and i really yeah. like that about when i came through for your um listening party for the ep yeah. i really like that you could feel the community you know yeah. what i mean yeah like, man, it was very nice and if bro word up people had to pay 20k to get in and enough guys were more than happy to do that. yeah you know what I and mean? some even just didn't like, even know the invite they're exactly. like nope i'm still paying i'm supporting the yeah. i'm supporting the cause that was really nice yeah and i feel like that's a big part of you guys is like yeah. set up as bantu vibes is very much the community you know what i mean yeah. figuring out how to move yeah. collectively and how to and i guess like how do you what is bantu vibes you know how do you describe it because i feel like i know what it is but how would you describe or even define what bantu vibes is man it's just what you've just said man there's no point in trying to define it too tightly because mm. it could be anything mm. you dig mm. yeah so there's no point in trying to define it too tightly mm. it's almost like are there benefits from not defining it are there benefits let me ask you a different question yeah. are there benefits to bantu vibes not being a label necessarily in the traditional way or being a you know what i mean like a structured in yeah that. man there's a lot of, of of benefits because man like what you've just described right now was mm. also our dilemma when we were just starting to do music mm. And everyone's dilemma is like you want people to help you, but then mm. you don't, so don't want to exploit you. Right. You dig, and right. usually most places you're gonna find help, you're gonna find exploitation. Yeah. So as young artists, that sort of compromises your will to push forward. Mm. You know. So you because you're always looking at just this thing that you know the corporate world owns, and you just get a piece of it. Right. But then when you look around and see the internet era, they came these changes whereby. You could actually blow up off a streaming platform, mm. you know, and be known mm. by millions of people and make your own money and, mm. and hold concerts and tours all over the world. Yeah. Or just do like deals with distribution companies and stuff. So that part of the vision for the music, part of the whole Bantu Vibes community is just like to just be independent and mm. try to keep pushing mm. and you know make make partnerships that can help you to grow. Yeah. But like keep the independence going mm. because at heart we're all entrepreneurs we're all yeah. business people yeah. yeah you know and we all know we're all people that are learned and aware yeah you know we, this is not like the illiterate uganda people used to talk about or like mm. the propaganda used to say you know it's a uganda of guys who have learned who have you know who have mm. seen and been exposed and who understand mm. and who have visions you know for a bigger and better kind of culture yeah system yeah yeah so it helps when we're all independent and labels are not taking our money. It's sad when they tell you this is the biggest artist in Uganda and they get one million salary per month plus yeah. a kind of place to sleep. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. This person is making over 400 million a month. For someone. Yeah, yeah. for someone yeah. out there. They're putting so, 400 million in the economy. Yeah, man. So they should give that 400 million to each of us and we eat it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, it's our money and uh, we work every day to get that kind of shit. And we try but, to um, but, I, but in a very real way, right? The reason why that artist makes a million out of their 400 right makes 10 percent of their revenue or their royalties very often because they're being backed by a label the, the powers that be you yeah know, but by now money, you're being by backed, like you know but now you're being backed by a community mm. yeah and you're not being charged for it yeah but the i like is, to think of bantu vibes back, 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 yeah. as also like <clears throat> a period in time like even in history yeah right 
Like let's say remember how there was like the Mau Mau guys mm. or there was a period of time or when this DJs. was happening. <laughs> like yeah. at the break of something. Yeah, like an era. Yeah, yeah, yeah an yeah. era. And like we're at the break of something new, like yeah. bringing on something. You understand? Like yeah, groundbreaking. Yeah. And we're like at the front line, yeah? So it's I, like, oh, remember those times of bunch of... Like they're not saying one person. Right. Like, no, the whole force. It's like it's a time. Because like yes. I, I feel that thing, you know, that, that sense of like... And, and we're in a moment the right ability now, for us you know? How do we define that moment? Yeah, it's like like what she's saying. The cultural relevance of knowing that there was a, t- a point in time mm. where there was there was us, but then us also being to own that, mm. being able to own that, so that it's not owned by labels, mm. but each of mm. us in each of us owns, you know, yeah. what's going on. And also, if and it's not, if it's also not does. like a, a particularly like a, tangible, a very tangible thing. It's yeah. not a piece of paper. It's not a whatever. It's an idea. No. Then it's even an the idea. ownership of the idea is, you know what I mean. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it becomes less problematic. Like, yeah. Okay, you own it. Power, exactly much, like as long as you get the vision you own it as well like yeah. you represent it in your own way yeah that's yeah exactly but then you got to a point where you're like that's that that whether it's a, a way of making music or a way of doing things where you're like nah that's not that's not us though no and i then, feel like i feel like when you have a vision it's almost like having, it's the same thing as having a purpose mm. and the purpose and the vision it's 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 what drives you every day. Mm. It's what gets you up every day in the morning. Mm. It's what it's what you build your communities around, your mm. friends around. Mm. You understand your lifestyle, your routines. Because mm. ultimately, you just don't want to be a person that wakes up in the morning with no reason to be alive. Mm. You know, so it, it 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 never matters. Even when the biggest hindrances come, or even the biggest obstacles and challenges, mm. you're just looking for another way to maneuver. Because it's not like something is gonna happen unless you die. Right. That's gonna change. The destination is there, but like yeah. the way to get there, you're not the overly attached. There, to. Yeah, it's just always gonna change. But of course, the journey gets mm. annoying sometimes. Mm. When the obstacles are too strong and they're not budging, mm. sometimes it gets too exciting when things are moving too fast and mm. they're too nice. Mm. You know, sometimes it's just optimism. Bro, that's something that people never talk about actually. Like yeah. I think as musicians and whatever, we often talk about kind of the downside of things not working out, you know? The downside of mm. plans not going according to plan. Yeah. But we never talk about like the downside of when things do work out, bro. Like when the things upside. go too well or go very well or whatever. Like yeah. that's also something I feel like we don't get prepared for enough, you know? Yo, that that's, that's crazy, true. man. This that shit happens when like this the changes are coming to cause the thing about going up too fast, too quickly, mm. is the changes. Mm. Yeah. The changes are happening at a yeah. very rapid mm. pace. And the thing about changes is they also require change in mind. You. They change. You have to. You have yeah. to change yeah. as well it's to like, survive. You have to adapt. It's yeah. like you're used to eating one meal a day. Yeah. And then water, water, water until <laughs> until the next yeah. day. Yeah. And then you're sleeping in this small corridor space. Yeah. And then the next day you have this big mansion and then there's all this food. You even get sick. You can't vomit yeah. every day, <laughs> you even get sick, bro. Yeah. <laughs> If, but now you need to find how can I adjust to this? Yeah. You know, yeah. smoothly. Because yeah, as you're still like, trying to you know, adjust to that, there's also another thing coming. Like you know how when guys thing. are fasting and they haven't eaten the whole day, they're like, man, yeah. let's first drink some water, eat a <laughs> banana. You know what I mean? When abundance, <laughs> abundance like, of good things becomes a problem. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, you know, we see hear these stories all the time of people who are very successful, very powerful, very wealthy, acting out. You know what I mean? Or just acting in a way that you're like, ee! And the literal only explanation is power. That can yeah, only yeah. be it, you know? Because you're like, man, we used to know that guy, bro. You know what I mean? Even watching Genius and stuff, you're like, he's the same guy, but he's a very different guy. Also, you know? yeah. Episode yeah. three, that thing was heartbreaking, bro. Because you see that guy's boys all talking to him and telling him, bro, it's kawa, relax. You don't need to do so much. What, what, what? You have to, bro. 
Because you see him with like the yeah. same people from the beginning, right? By the end, they've, they've had a bit of a break and then they kind of find each other again. And this is after he's like, Jesus, you know what I mean? After like Jesus, Yeah. And then you see them in the car talking to him like, you know, man, you know, you need to slow down, relax. You have everything you need. You have the team you need. You have, you've achieved everything you ever wanted. You need to relax and just focus on yourself, focus on your heart, on your family, on your health, what, what, what. And you can really see the guy just nodding and just being like, like fuck really that. Yeah. They don't they understand. Don't they don't understand. They would never, how would they never, understand? They could never, they couldn't, you know? Yeah. And you even see that other guy's story and you're like, actually, this guy is a bit more kawa in his life. You know what I mean? The guy who didn't go and do all the things, but like, man, you know, started his family, got his kids, raised his kid, was there for yeah. them, what, and like, was there for his family. It seems healthier somehow, but also you're like, man, of course that's how. Who, the guy, the guy who showed the, the guy the was video, shooting the yeah. documentary, you know. But then you also yeah. like maybe that's also why they went down very different paths. Yeah. Sometimes I think about guys in this industry, right? And I'm like, okay, UG, I don't think songwriters make that much money unless they also start producing and start taking control of that, like part of the process. But songwriters? Like, yeah. The songwriters make a lot of money in this Kampala. The thing about Kampala is, is like it depends on what circles you're doing, what you're doing in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funny thing, what Conrad's um, Conrad's, what the fuck was it? At his place with his family, was celebrating oh, something. His birthday. birthday? Yeah, no, it was his birthday. No, no, it was his birthday. Yeah. It was an amazing, an amazing function. Conrad has a very wonderful family, very welcoming. Mm. So, well, then the dad was talking to us and he told us, you guys, everyone can sell a pineapple watermelon. You can either sell it here at you can sell it in the village at like 1k. Mm. You could sell it on the highway at like 1.5. Mm. You could sell it, you know, mm. in Kampala at like 3k. Or you could go to Kololo, sell it at 6k. Mm. Or you could sell it in UK. You dig it. Yeah. And add on at the transport. Like, <laughs> Just add on the transport is easy. Yeah. Like, how many pounds? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole point was like, you have the same exact thing, yeah. But you choose where you want to sell it, right. and, and how and how you value it. You pick it. the value of it. You dig right. it. So I feel like there's songwriters in Uganda who who have decided to like, you know, I'm gonna pitch my music and give it to people who are willing to value it. Mm. All the others who are like, man, I just need. There's people who always be too desperate to to get somewhere, mm. and they always undervalue what they're doing, mm. and just give it out and just dash it all over the place. Mm. So I feel like it's a, sort of that thing of why you're selling your thing. Right. There's a lot of songwriters who don't have money, and so the music producers as well and DJs. Mm. But you can't say that DJs who don't have money because DJs are making a lot right. of way more money than a lot of corporate people right, right. now. Right. You dig. But that's not every DJ. It's the DJs who know where to sell their product. Mm. You dig. And the point I was making there was like, man, there are other ways to make money and make a living in this business that aren't also being at the forefront of the thing, you know? That aren't being the the face of the thing, being the artist or whatever. I was seeing this TikTok recently of Jordan Sparks. Remember Jordan yeah, Sparks? Yeah, she I was saw talking, that. She was showing a plaque that she got for writing some Ariana yeah, yeah. Grande song. I'm like, I haven't been hearing from Jordan Sparks in a long right. time, but obviously she's working. You yeah. know what I mean? She's yeah, working really and nice. she's making money and she's doing her thing. And the part of me that's like, man, maybe she's... You know, found her way, yeah. you know? She's found her way she to do the well. thing that's not what they always tell you is the way to do yeah. it, but is the more creative... Is that another way, you know? And I feel like, man, in this life, eh, you just have to know your way and yeah. know what works for you. Because the models that we get shown are so limited, yeah. you know? And I think a big part of what we... Our point is as artists as well is we're able to reimagine 
what is already there you know man you know, imagine the categories the boxes able to reimagine you know? it's not easy you know okay i wouldn't say it's not easy but it's, i would say also it's like we haven't been you know just like maybe taught to do that mm. to reimagine mm. you understand it I don't even imagination. Yeah, exposure has a lot to do with imagination. Yeah. But I feel like a nigga who has never seen shit could also imagine a lot of shit. You dig? Eh? It's just, it's just. I, I, th- I think your imagination is very much limited to what you have even seen. Yeah, you I, know, I, no, I, I, that's to. true, bro. But I don't think that either. Because I don't think that either. Because the thing about imagination is like, it's like active creation. It's like things it's it, it i don't want to think of imagination as recollection like remembering memories i don't think of it as like active creation like imagine this thing but you here. create out of what you already know you know or what already exists so example dreams right yeah it's very rare that you will dream something oh this is me and nigga but then i wouldn't think of, it's rare that you dream something i wouldn't think you of dreams seen, as you know imagination because I mean? dreams is, is exactly that it's just your memories getting recollected and getting mashed up into something interesting but you if, if if you go with because uh, i believe there's nothing new under the sun right yeah. everything that we see is just a different yeah. reconfiguration of what already exists and that's what for me i think real creativity and imagination is you know being yeah. able to connect things that most other people might not yeah there's, see a, a, there's a big part to connections a, i mean when you connect you sometimes connect you create something know. new exactly but, but then also things you already know you know my thing about my thing about like imagination i don't want it to be best of bias mm. you dig i don't want it to be best of bias that because i know this thing and i know this thing like i want there to be space for like what if a thing that's unknown reveals itself mm. to you are you going to reject it just because mm. you don't know it you mm. dig what if you can also incorporate it mm. so i want i want there to be space for the unknown because i believe it belongs to the imagination sphere so much mm. but the thing about reimagining what i'm saying is the systems we live today under are mostly like say colonial systems you know and i was having this thought yesterday it's mostly colonial systems mm. it's like what was put there for us there's mm. gonna be school and then there's gonna be like the parliament and then there's gonna be representatives from different areas and we even know who the first representatives were right. from the east west and north and then you know we, we know like how the whole system is going and productivity and we know who our productivity benefits most mm. the guys who, who get the taxes and stuff so like you know the system is there but then eh, our thing is no one has said that you must live to that system mm-hmm. you right but the only reason we're all there is because people fail to reimagine a different system under which they can exist uh. you understand and that's why i say that what well, people haven't been taught to reimagine people haven't been told that hey man maybe you could go to the village and live an entirely different lifestyle mm. with entirely different outcomes you know you could be a musician and your goal maybe not to be famous right. maybe to just mash up the whole village right. so they can maybe give you a house for free and what right. like everyone has the same goal you mm. dig it's like programmed shit like mm. kind of robotic you dig eh? guys how did you guys find yourselves actually in this world as people i feel like you guys go, go with back, i can back, i can like, should go first <laughs> um i got to know dennis through cohen jc mm-hmm. um you and cohen i go remember just huh? you and cohen yeah go way back. yeah cohen and i go way way back so like form one mm. 2010 were you in the same school yeah where namugongo okay matters namugongo okay yeah so after a long time um he introduces me to these guys i think that was in what was it back or after but i don't remember mm. i feel like there was a time in back where i probably just said hi maybe but then i got to hang out with them after like 20 what was it 18 yeah Mm, so they're already doing the music 2018, things. 2018, 2019. Okay. 19. Yeah. I think 19. Yeah. 
Because that's when I graduated. Like in September, around there. Yeah, so hanging out with Cohen, I meet these guys at um, Inalia, no, at Tavern actually. Mm. It was Tavern yeah. at the coffee bar. One time I was like, Whoa. and I was very, 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 very shy, <laughs> and I wasn't talking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't because I think I, I think you know when I first met you were very very shy and not yeah. talking. Oh my god! I was first Remember the first studio session? We had? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even the first time. That that, that time at All least I think that time we had met once because you you guys both came to my you came to I think you came with Dennisy to my crib right before doing Diggy. Yeah. Where did we meet before? before that? Oh shit! Yes, that's the first time I came right? with that to your place. Yeah, because yeah. by the time by the time we okay. went for we did diggy right, you came to the studio and I remember you were like yo, you walked into the room and there were so many niggas. I was just ran out of this. There were so many niggas, bro. She pulled no, Malcolm no. to the side and was like, by the way, like, I'm not getting on that mic. Everyone out. Yeah. I was like, well, I will black out. It was an East African records. I know East African records always has this thing that always people around. Like when you walk in. On the, in the compound, yeah. there's that hut that always had guys in yeah. there. So when things would start happening in the studio, eventually some guys would filter in, yeah. or would be like smoking around the outside of the studio. So those guys were just there. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, let's go. Can they come through? Let's do the thing. First of all, and those you know, first 10, guys, 15 minutes, I was quiet. Like, I look back <laughs> now, yeah? I look back now, and I'm like, you guys, these mental things are really a lie. Like... Why? Why? Yeah. Why the? Why did I feel the way I felt? So, like, why was it, my bro. stomach doing that thing? Yeah. Like, why was my breathing doing that? Like, it was really not. You're literally real. physically anxious, eh? bro. Me, I can honestly. <laughs> it's crazy. Honestly, me, I was just like, you know what? Eh? There are a lot of niggas in this room, right? And like, for, honestly, like one of those guys, had, like two of those guys, had already started like heading on you and asking you for your number and what and all that type of stuff. So I was like, I was like, this is just not yeah, a professional game. environment, like that, bro. Get to the streets, yeah. So, so me, I was coming from that place of just being like, this is not a professional environment at all right now. You've just come yeah. into this space, you don't know any of these people, and all these guys are suddenly like, whoa. I don't think that person there's too many men in a situation, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, bro, like all the guys in that situation just don't act right. <laughs> Yeah, that's been crazy. Speaking of which, Malcolm, you owe us that like, song. We're talking about a song that you still owe us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What song is that? Diggy. The Diggy Retouch. Bro. I know. Just drop that whole thing, man. I know. I'm trying not to get sued. Just that's close my eyes. biggest thing right now. I'm trying not to get sued by people who I know can and have sued. Bro, people. I keep telling people, eh, by friend, the way, I don't even think I should say this like on the podcast, eh? mm. but I keep telling guys, eh, like <laughs> us in UG. First of all, man, if, if you go to someone and be like, yo, I want to do your shit, they're going to ask you for a lot of time. Potentially, you don't have it. So, may I tell guys, man, the whole way is just drop the shit. If they come to sue you, it means the shit was a hit. You dig, eh? If they don't, then you don't have right, that problem. That if they don't, then you won't have that problem. Yeah. You dig, eh? And there's a chance that it may hit and they may like it. So is there's still like oh, the they fact like it. <laughs> no, nah, like I mean it, yeah. they may like they it listen. and choose not to sue you. Like I talked to them for a bit and then they, they just stopped like responding. No, nah, bro, it depends on who some people. Let me At least you, you can say you told you them. I realize this just by interacting with a, a few legendary artists. Some people are very satisfied with their like, with what they've done. And other people are still not having like satisfaction from, you know. I always feel like there's a lot there's ma- majority of them yeah. will hate somebody using their their status. Man, it depends. You know what I mean? It dep- yeah. Like when you get down to the legals of it. And I feel like in this UG, we never, it's rare that you get down to like the brass tacks of that. But I also think that's the real problem is like, there's no, 
I don't feel like there's enough precedent and enough like infrastructure, right? That an artist and all the artists can rely and say, bro, you know what? When I stop doing this shit, I can actually now make money from other people making money off my shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that stuff, if the infrastructure is set up and is there, me, that's what I really want, bro. With all this retard stuff and what, eh? I want to be able to be a 50-year-old man with like young guys, the next guys of the next 30 years coming to me like, yo, bro. Let us sample this shit, you get like, you know, you get your percent, we get our percent, whatever, we settle that shit, we make it. Like, it doesn't have to be a long story. But our guys are coming from a place where, bro, first of all, this digital thing, eh, digital streaming and what, is so new to them. Many of them are very unprepared for it. Many of them got screwed by other people just uploading their stuff. So for them now, they're in a place where they're very protective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they don't trust the system in general. They don't see how they can possibly make any money out of it. They don't like, converse with it. Don't touch my thing. Don't. And it's like, <sighs> we need to be able, guys, when we're old guys, eh, to still make money off this thing that we're doing right now. Not just because guys are still streaming it, eh, but because it's a, art is a living thing, you know? But yeah. I can also say, a, there's a lot of legendary artists that are very open to their work just being remixed. In this UG, yeah? Yeah, very many of them. Mm. You dig it. Who, 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 who that, bro? I mean, Man, there's people who are into, in the art for tell the me art. Who you know, tell me who you know is like. There are people who are in the that. art for the art because they love. No, nah, much. it's not about name dropping the guys. It's just about finding the guys and giving them the vibe. Because the, the exact same person, it's like you, you work with different artists and or producers, even organizers. Someone will call you and you'll be like, I'm going to charge you like this. And they, they bargain and you kawa. Another guy will call you and there's a way they're talking and you, they try to bargain and you're like, nah, fuck you, man. Yeah. Pay that shit. You dig. It's, it's always very, very different. You dig. So yeah. I feel like there's people like even the legends, there are guys who... Who, who are in it for the art, but they'll still say I want my money, mm. depending on how they're approached. Mm. You dig yeah. others, be like, man, do the art, bro. If it yeah. goes well, give me something. If it doesn't, man, like, fuck it. Yeah. At least make a good song by all means. Mm. You dig. And another girl will be like, yo, don't even go to studio before you give me my shit. Yeah. You yeah. dig. So I feel like, bro. man, you'll, you'll meet all kinds of guys, but just go and do it regardless, yeah. but do not have the. Do not have like these preconceived things that are stopping you from doing it. Just bro. go and do it, bro. 100%, bro. Most yeah. of the retouches out here, apart from the feedback retouch, we wouldn't have had them if we waited for guys, bro. Yeah, just drop the shit yeah. and they'll, they'll see. I'd rather they'll apologize see. than ask for permission at this point. Yeah. yeah. That's so um, now. One thing I really can't wait for, I, 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 I'm so amped for, bro, is performing in you know, my retouch live. Everywhere, because yeah. people go mad. I even forget sometimes that I made that song. You are performing it on April 9th? For that, 100%. 100%. Because, bro, honestly, eh, I still made other dope songs after that. Eh? Yeah. People go mad for that track. Yeah. Holy shit. As soon as they yes. hear, live your life like a superstar. Yeah, Holy no, no, shit. Vibes. Yeah, man. What yeah. a stage party, you guys. Border stage party. Border stage party. April. Are you guys, brother, you have to live here when you've tried our border stage cocktails. April 9th. I'm just seeing there in the kitchen. Oh, border stage you know? cocktails. <laughs> Are we going to have these cocktails at the event? Yeah, that's the point, man. I'm trying to figure out now, like, should we give out some free, like, for guys who come early, some, like, 10 free or something like that? We're doing, we're cutting our numbers. Okay. We're cutting our numbers to see what are. But, yo, they're crazy. Have you drunk Torero? Yes, I have. You haven't tried out Torero Flow. Akine. You haven't tried out Torero Flow. <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like Akine might be harder than me. <laughs> have you tried Torero? Yeah. <laughs> so why, why are you surprised Torero? if you've also tried it? I've never tried Torero. I see. Ah, I've been scared of Torero. Like, let me tell you. Oh. I saw, I saw as you guys should be. the best thing in Torero. Honestly, as you should be. Yeah. And then, bro, it was in normal vibes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, the same guys are not the same guys. Yeah, man. There's even... I've bro, taken it indoors. 
It's a good in thing. A I was indoors in a controlled <laughs> so environment. My perception of Torero is like, man, you you take it and you first like. Hey man, you first go into another zone, bro. Yeah. You think, eh? Teleporting. Why it comes in those small bottles? So I've always feared it. I've always feared it, bro. It's like, a, it's like a, it's like a banga. That's why I'm like, if I get two kids, it's better than me. Yeah. I didn't like finish the whole bottle alone. Like, right. A no. decent amount, but that's it. Like three quarters. But that she showed me life, though. Yeah. Showed me life because. Yeah. The bottle is the question. And you know, man, man, I drink quickly. Like I'm not, oh I'm God. not a sip. I don't <laughs> <need> sip. <laughs> no, Yo, exactly. Because it's sweet. So you know I, I mean? suffer. Because it's sweet. You it's... understand? I okay. suffer. Okay. Okay. For those who might fear Torero, yeah. you know, there are other cocktails, huh? Right. Uh, Labawaraji. Labawaraji. Oh, Labawaraji is pretty good. Yeah. It's you know what? It's not too unpredictable. Let's just put it like that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a tonic, ginger vibes, water. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um. Then we have a Bondo cocktail that's amazing. A Bondo cocktail has. Is it the one with the orange? Bondo. With what? Orange. With orange with orange juice. Yeah, I think the bottle with orange juice and. I feel like we should have started this with the cocktails. With the cocktails, eh? So that you know, we all so we yeah, can man, justify we the effects the of the different. Where is sipping tea when it's cocktails? Yo, Katin. There's a, there's a, <laughs> this story is very interesting, bro. There's a time, eh? We took a kidney for a party. <laughs> yeah. We went and dropped her there Fine. for like how many minutes? Like 30 minutes. Akine was very kawaii, like she was well dressed, her voice was okay. <laughs> <laughs> we left Akine there for like 30 minutes. You said, let's come back. Let's come, come back for you. We <laughs> come back for Akine. Akine already lost her voice, bruh. She wasn't performing. When was that? When she was wasn't performing. performing. <laughs> <laughs> Her expression. Oh, yes. Akine, you're those guys who get yes. drunk and you love everyone. Yes. Because that's how you lose your voice, bruh. <laughs> yeah. I love and I was like, what? <laughs> What? What just happened? <laughs> How did Akine lose her voice? <laughs> and you found some tequila oh teammates. My days. I, I think it was Ilji performing. Ilji was performing. Yeah, Ilji was performing. Yeah. And, um, and Kavali King day, and I saw you Zagam. actually didn't see you that day, bro. bro I was like, what? <laughs> guys, guys. what happened to Akine's voice? <laughs> I, there was a way, you know how, how I come off shared first, you guys, yeah. when my people are on stage, I don't know where all that fear go, this evaporates. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I will go mad. I'll yeah. turn into a mad person so in the mad. crowd. Still, but I've seen, seen, seen it happen. I've seen it We need to have a meeting with the Buddha stage team <laughs> so that uh, Akina doesn't turn up before she performs. She won't have a voice. <laughs> Akine won't have a voice. <laughs> no, but make sure she doesn't drink before she does it. <laughs> Guys, I know Otherwise. better. I know better. I know better now. No, what, what now your, I know. What's your pre-performance like? Do you have a pre-performance like ritual? ritual? Yeah. Not really. You pray um, before you perform? Yeah. You, I, like, you know like, what I mean? I, yeah, I whisper a little prayer and I try to do like deep breaths because... You know, I'm trying to get over the nerves. Yeah. And I try to tell myself, you're not nervous, you're excited, you know. That you mm. think, like, just some meditation, something to help me calm down That's so they can perform. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What do you do? Man, I just visualize myself finessing the shit. Sort of like a prayer when I think about it. Right. Yeah. But I just visualize myself, like, finessing the fuck out of the shit, and mm. then I just stop thinking from that point. Yeah. And I just let the, you know, I just let the body take over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let the vibe take over. I'm going to try that. Yeah. I'm going to try that too. So, um, <laughs> like, like, man, guys can tell me what they're doing. Thing, eh? Yeah, I don't think when I'm on stage. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. I just, <laughs> I, I won't be as present as possible. So, anything that comes to me, I do it without thinking uh, about it. I'm you just be as present. Yeah. You dig? Yeah. Yeah. Bro, so I think border stage party. If I, I go mad, I know, right? Yo, it's like how is he doing? Because he also comes from. Also, his thing is also like he also makes it not. He also doesn't look very prepared. 
I don't mean this in a way that like yeah. you, look, you look messy, but you don't look like you have a routine necessarily. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you I like, just I like came on and just jumped yeah. on and yeah. It is nice when it feels nice. Yeah. Just flowing. These guys have the best um, post performance routine. Oh, <laughs> let me know. Let me know what's your Malcolm yeah. and Halim. Yeah. Man, what you guys Alimo do? What you guys do? What do you do? <laughs> okay, I mean, you know, you know, for higher powers. Backstage, waiting for Malcolm. Before I perform, right? Yeah. Before I perform, I realized at some point back in the day, like I'll drink, but I won't get drunk. I won't. It won't change anything in my mindset. Yeah. Even when I smoke, it won't make a big difference in like how I'm feeling in that moment. But I know also after I finish, I won't have the like. I don't know. There's a way like my body doesn't feel like it's my own for like. The first 10 15 minutes right? yeah yeah so yeah. i can't roll i can't do shit or whatever and this happened years ago and like that's crazy and then came through when <laughs> i still doing mr manqua things bro and came through with a with a blunt thereafter and it was the best thing and the thing is we always have like a chat after the performances you know or he'll give me pointers and him is like it's like my coach yeah and uh you know you know when the guys are boxing some champ. guy like putting yeah. ice on the, on the wound and what 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 the towel. yeah I'm not, just, not just not just this towel it's like you know what you're going back in there and you're going <laughs> yeah 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 Oh, like conserve, conserve your energy for yeah. now, for this one. Because he also knows I over-enjoy myself, bro. So I can game all my energy on the first song. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy, yeah, I can't finish. So you're lighter that's, before, that's yeah. a ritual. I mean, for, like for me, our ritual afterwards is always about like, it's, it's weird to say Pavlovian conditioning, but it was always about the fact that like, if the set's going to go bad, you can look forward to that at the end. Because mm. I remember there was only one time when like we, it was in the earlier times yes. when like I said just didn't go as you expected. Yeah. And the blunt was the moment we had afterwards to talk about that shit. You know yes. what I mean? I've had some bad. But it's a lot, like, well. it's, it's a good like thing to oh. look forward to. Yeah. Mm. But you know what? It's good. How did you how did you get to those sets? Like where you feel like you've done badly, where you feel like, oh, I could have done better. Honestly, it's it's going to sound terrible. There are sets where I fuck up, right? And my fuck up is maybe I overspend before I'm done or something like that. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, what, like Dave? Bro, no, I'll tell you the truth, bro. Like the last urban, the last border stage party, right? Yeah. We had been organizing that thing for like a month and a half or something. No. Wanna, let me tell my story, bro. <laughs> Fuck Wanna checker. Start. Wanna start, Grammarly bro. has said <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you gain? <laughs> I'm the vibe checker. Okay, okay, okay we had, okay, okay, balance it out. We had been preparing for like three weeks. Right? <laughs> now the week, now the, week the week of the performance, the week of the show, the, the beginning of the week. The, thing, the beginning of the week, my aunt passes away. Oh, oh shit. And like Sorry, that's like know. the most devastating thing that's ever happened to me in my life, straight up. And I was like, nothing else matters, bro. You know what I mean? And I think a day or two before the thing, I was like, oh shit, that's still a thing also. That's also a thing. We've been preparing for this thing forever. And I told these guys, man, I can't do it. I can't do it in this state of mind. I can't do it in this whatever. I can't do it. But the day of the thing, bro, I spent the whole day in like orders of service and what and all. Just like emotionally stressful things that I was like, man, the one thing I could do right now, just go out and have a drink. So I went to the party just to be like, let me have a drink. And when I got there, I started hearing the music, I started feeling the vibes, and I was like, ah. I, I didn't tell anyone I was cancelling. I didn't tell anyone I wasn't performing because I was like, man, I don't want that to feel things off in any way. Yo, I performed and I I feel like I almost died. I've never come, I've never felt so like finished in a set. Like I lost my voice straight up in the middle of like, halfway through like the last song. I think Ryonga came through and like just like 
tapped me but i just tapped you me and continue doing the rest of the thing bro but it was so like cathartic you know what i mean it almost felt like like i hurt myself almost like i did it until like mm. i reached that point and it almost felt like it took care of the other pain but the times when i've looked back on bad sets and been like that was a bad set honestly very often somebody else fucked up <laughs> honestly somebody else fucked yeah, up the I dj know, know the dj wasn't getting paid you know what i mean he wasn't someone that i knew Sound someone i just gave a flash drive and then like yeah. you know i'm on stage trying to give that guy signals and the guy is just looking at me straight up yeah. i'm like yo start the song nothing you know shout yeah. out DJ. just like blip it out though <laughs> Yeah man you know and also i feel like it's also good to also be able to kind of one like account for those things and see how you can maybe control them yeah. before you go in but also like yeah how to whatever the thing so there's one thing that i know but the stage party eh? we're going to be ready guys yeah but the stage party this what the stage energy. party eh? yeah what the stage party we've been rehearsing you guys we're going to do like one more also next week what cuz i know what one and them have set up eh one and Isaiah used to have a band called Wanna's Bros so they do like a ah, semi set like a semi live digital right? set yeah. right okay. they play different instruments but they also incorporate the digital vibe of life and what mm. and they're going to be like yeah we're going to be doing the thing with them coming on because we all have music with these guys yeah all have music with them in some way or other so it's going to be dope bro it's going to be weird but, i can't but, wait we actually just dropped wait. a song with one now yeah last week yeah you dig so it's out and popping by the way guys go on youtube check out our music videos we're all superstars in the music video game or some crazy music videos. Brr, brr. You should check them out. Yeah, yeah man. man. And come to the Border Stage Party, you guys. It's on the Border 9th. Stage Party. This is like this Saturday, I guess. Saturday the 9th. <laughs> it's Saturday the 9th. Come through. Entrance is, is free. The drinks are cheap. Yeah. And it's, yo. No, no, this actually, Saturday. It's next oh. Saturday. Okay. <laughs> now, guys, it's 9th April. Okay. 9th April. <laughs> Border guys. Stage Party is 9th April. Next Saturday. Okay. But then, man, if you come early and if you come around, we shall put it into consideration when we become the biggest festival in Africa to let you into our festival that's going to happen all over the world. Me, what I'm saying so, is, bro, one time, with all due respect, right, this is, like, we have such a great opportunity here right now where, like, we're all building, we're all trying to get somewhere, we're all trying to be, we're all going to be massive, right? Yeah. And this is the one chance you're going to get to we see. We are, we are already. All of us. We are already. People are just catching up. The one time you're going you're to be able to see for you. all these superstars on one stage. The ones who don't know, bro. The ones who don't know. Yeah, man. This is the one time you're going to be able to see all of us live for free, pretty much. Man. You know what I mean? And sometimes I think about that thing and I'm like, bro, yeah. I don't, like, you know what I mean? We don't need a manager to talk. That's what we're saying, I mean? We don't need a manager to, like, make this stuff happen. And I will be it's premiering nice... um, Bakine. That's my band, an acoustic band. At the Border Stage so, Party. So, at the Border Stage Party. Bakine! Bakine, yeah, we have it. That's like a proper Bakine. Bakine, Bakine. Yes. I love it. Yes. Tell us about your band. Oh, my band is comprised of our percussionist, Kujo, and um, the man on the strings, Ellie Strings. Ellie and strings. then um, there was a backup singer as well. She's called Denise. All right. And it's just a, the, the four of us right now. But um, we look forward to, you know, um, featuring other instrumentalists, even when we go and perform like a bassist or yeah. a saxophone. It's like, like Bakini featuring, featuring, All bring right. on other people, other artists. Like, Do you see that being a part of them. your creative process, even in terms of making the songs? Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I, I want to, I would like to, I'm going to yeah. um, be releasing music as Bakine as well. Nice. So it'll be Akine, but then it'll also be Bakine. Bro, Sam? 
Some shall talk. Call me. Call a nigga. <laughs> we can cut there, guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean. Where are the cocktails? <laughs> <laughs>